right. Hey, welcome. Welcome, everyone. I know this is new things. This is 2024. So we have new stuff going on. This is Angie, the Undeniable Vixen, and welcome to Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. And I know that um, we've been on Clubhouse for a while basically for like the last three years. And now we are going into a new era uh, doing StreamYard. And we're going to see how this goes. It should be flowing through to uh, Facebook, our Facebook, which is Black and Craft, and as well as our YouTube channel, which is Being Black and Craft. So um trying to think of if I have any church announcements for we, before we go into our uh go into our illustrious subject and our illustrious guest that we have here, Lennox. Um, one of the big church announcements, I think, is just keeping keeping and making sure that you um, check out people as far as like your breweries, keep them in mind. They are still struggling. Um, I know that we keep on, it, every single day, it seems like there's a new brewery that is opening and there's about four that are closing. So go and support your brewery, buy a gift card, buy a shirt, buy something to support them because they are part of the community and it's important. Other than that, it's almost, uh, it's January, but I'm already getting excited for the beer festivals that are coming up. Day has already put out um, getting getting ready to do um, the Blackest AF uh, Festival in the United States, which is Barrel and Flow. And he's requesting for speakers, people to, you know, come and do collaborations. So if you're thinking about that, go ahead and get that in. I believe his deadline is in March. Also, CBC is going to be in Vegas. It's going to be fun. Uh, I will be speaking under the Thrive Track with uh, a couple of other ladies uh, with Pink Boots in our DEIJ, which is uh, called Courageous Conversations, which we've done for our web webinar. So that's going to be kind of cool, too. And in January, I'm going to be going to talk with uh, at St. Andrews in Austin, Texas, and they have something called Hilltop or Hop Top. Hill, no, Hill Hops. And in Texas, they have basically a uh, archives for everything that has been beer related. So this time in um, on January 25th is a Thursday. It is a school night. I'll be speaking along with Marvis, which is the middleman ATX. We're going to have someone with For the Culture based out of Houston. And then we also supposed to have uh, Seth, I'm sorry, Sean with Neutral Ground based out of Fort Worth. And as well as myself, and we're all going to be on a panel discussing being black and grabbed. So that's going to be interesting. I won't be the moderator. I'll be on the panel as well. So I'm very intrigued to find out what kind of questions he might have. So other than that, that's really all my church announcements that I have so far going on. Um, since it is Alexa, stop. I forgot I was cooking. Cooking too. Uh, since it is 
try try dry i believe it's called yeah try dry i have my delicious athletic and this is upside down don golden y'all can see that it's basically like a, a ipa so i'm gonna pour this drink and i'm i will introduce our guest which is lennox with hip-hop gravity welcome Hey, welcome, hey. Welcome. Yes, this is Lennox, High Gravity Hip Hop. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Hmm. What you got there? Yes. This is the athletic. It's upside upside Don Golden. Okay. Is that a non-alcoholic? It is. Okay. Now mind you, I'm I'm drinking it today. Athletic is a big supporter of Lifting Lucy, as well as lots of other, um, they've been really important with, with Jim with Practice for Action. I know that they had a um, table there as well as CBC. Now, mind you, I'm drinking it today. Don't ask me what I had yesterday. Don't ask me if I had <laughs> Bloody Mary because I did. So... <laughs> It's just like me being vegan, well, vegetarian. I have, um, I was a vegetarian for like three years, and then I went into, you know, kind of quasi, kind of in flexitarian. So I'm a flexibiritarian right now because if I have a drink, I want, I want a good drink. So that's what I can do. So, okay. oh, okay. So I see. I was wondering. It's it's showing that um, it said it's not. It's supposed to be filtering through to Facebook and uh, YouTube, but it's, uh, someone just told me that it's not. So that's that's a bummer. But we're still going to record. And let me just ask you. And I know it. It almost makes me think about uh, when people get ready for January. I used to get a lot of conversations with people wanted to um, do the Daniel fast and do all these different things. Do people come to you saying, Hey, I want to do, you know, not have any drinks for, you know, for January. And, but I still want to enjoy myself. Do you find new, new smokers that come to you for January as an alternative? Um, you know, that's a little bit, honestly, kind of new to me, not necessarily new, I've heard about it over the years, but I have some friends who I know would do like a dry January and they were mm -hmm. still smoking stuff, but it's not like really popular amongst people that I know personally. I haven't mm -hmm. really, I mean, maybe they do it. Maybe it's not something they publicize. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, that's possible. Uh, Cause okay. some people like to do, you know, they consider those things sometimes spiritual practice practices, you know, gotcha. sometimes there's a level of, you know, modesty or what have you, you know, in terms of sharing right. that type of right. stuff. Yeah. I, so, so yeah, not that much personally. I get that. I, I can kind of see that too, being um, a very cleansing spiritual, you know, journey that you don't share is kind of, it makes me think of um, when you're supposed to, back in the day fasting you're not supposed to look like you're fasting 
you're not supposed to look like right. I hadn't had anything. You're supposed to, you know, fix your face and go out and just keep on trucking. But okay. I mean, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be fortified in the Lord. So you shouldn't mm -hmm. be hungry. You shouldn't be, you know what I mean? And it's different when you do it for spiritual purposes. When you go right. into it from a spiritual level, I notice that the hunger is not there. The cravings aren't there because you just go into it with a different mm -hmm. mindset. So, so yeah. So you doing the dry January thing? Well, no, because <laughs> I had a Bloody Mary <laughs> yesterday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I like I like having the choice. So yeah, Athletic really does have a lot of good beers that now. I feel like I say this every, probably every time that I have something, I, you know, being a brand ambassador, I'm always at the liquor store. So I see the yeah. new, new things that are coming out, but athletic have they have a nice selection at the store, but online they have Rattlers. They have this dark mm. beer that sounds so like so juicy and delicious and they'll ship it to you. So I was like, um, and they're having a sale right now. So it's 50% off. I think if you have never ordered with them or you get a really, or no, 10, let me not say 50%, $10 off. I think it's something like that. Something really a nice a deal. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I guess I like being able to have the option. If yeah, I have the sure. option to not, you know, Hey, I want something to drink, but I really don't want to get bogged down. I can have an athletic or I can have, uh, um, I think another one that I've had that I liked was a Heineken uh, 0, 0.0, something like that. But, but okay. yeah. So tell I'm me. I'm honestly surprised. Oh, my what? bad. I was going to say, I'm just a little bit surprised at the non-alcoholic segment, how fast it's growing and how popular it is. Um, that's really interesting and telling about, you know, trends and stuff. I'm not interested in non-alcoholic beer. You know what I mean? I remember O'Doul's was the beer back in the day. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is not something I want to drink for pleasure in terms of flavor and taste. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. like, there's better things to drink that's non-alcoholic. And now they got those spirits that's like herb-based and whatnot. You know what I mean? So those look interesting as well that cause different types of effects. I would like to have some type of effect with my beverage if I'm going to have an adult <laughs> beverage. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, sorry. There's a whole, there, no, there's like a whole, <laughs> there's a whole section of stuff. It's like they have yeah. whiskey and, and gin and vodka. I was like, no, wow. What? Non-alcoholic? Yeah. No way. Yes. Yes. Oh, there's wow. a whole thing. And Athletic is the number one brand like high as far as like high grossing brand they're mm. number one they're like on the top peak wow. and i think about i'll never forget the story that i always tell when people say i don't understand why you bother with uh non-alcoholic and my story is i went to i was working and I was I was serving that Heineken and this man, he tried it. He said, this is not this is this is really no there's no alcohol in this. I said, no, it's zero. And his eyes kind of glazed over. He was just like. He went to another 
another space. And what he how he kind of came back was, I can't believe this tastes like this really tastes like a Heineken. And now I can go, I'm going to buy this because I can sit down and have a beer with my dad, who's a cancer survivor and can't drink because he's still taking med medication where he can't drink alcohol anymore. I can sit back and have a drink with my dad. And the tears welled up in my in my in my eyes because yeah. it was like, and I, I didn't think of that because I was kind of standing there like, I don't know who who wants this. And then I find out there's lots of people. Yeah, that is very nice. Mm -hmm. That is very nice. Wow. So there's not alcoholic everything pretty much. Yes, it's a big wow. thing. Okay, but let's, but let's talk about cannabis, something that is new to me, <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. Rel relatively new to me, uh, because I was very anti-cannabis because of a family member. And I just like, I don't, if that's how you're going to act, whatever's going on with you. <laughs> how they was acting? Ugh. Just grumpy, just grumpy all the time, grumpy all the time. What? And then you know, eventually, because I'm that's when me being young, because that's what my filter is. But I'm come. I've realized now that was your personality, not necessarily because of that. Because that's what of, that sound like. That sound yeah. like you mean this is a bad. But I didn't mood. know. Because I I equated it because he was such a big smoker. Mm. I equated it to that. I said, oh, this got to be, yo, this is it. This is what's got to be wrong with you. So because of my insomnia and not knowing anything else to do, that's when I started um, doing edibles. And I know that you're not an edible person. Um, but what would you tell someone that's like a one-on-one kind of thing as, as far as getting into, I have my training rules on as far as cannabis. What would be one of the first couple of things you would tell someone to enjoy? Um, so you never smoked kind of thing? No, I've never. You I've smoke. never. You just do edibles. Yes, I just do edibles, but don't don't talk about me, because uh, the most I got was maybe like uh, I I got a charge, and I've never that's never happened to me. Um, I might even be interested in a vape. I think that would probably be, be something that I. Yo, could when you said you got a charge, I was like, like what kind of charge? What? Like, <laughs> like somebody, a chargeable somebody, vape. No, no, someone charred like like blue smoke in my mouth. So that's what I was not that's oh. as close as I got to smoking. So oh. no. no. <laughs> that is like advanced people stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, and guess who was looking like a, a dope, very doe-eyed, like what is happening? <laughs> that sounds like what? some other type of stuff was trying to go down. Or something. <laughs> Let's get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. Well, you know, 
cannabis is a delicate thing. And I have to say a disclaimer, you know, I'm in Georgia where cannabis is not legal, um, but there are obviously many, many states that are legal. So I'm not talking about mm-hmm. anything in Georgia, but right. if I were like someone who really wanted to get down and, and investigate, even if it were for medicinal properties or just for recreation, um, one of the coolest things you could do is go to like Vegas where it's 24 hour dispensaries, you know what I mean? And you oh, can yeah. get served up whatever you want, you know what I'm saying? 25 to 24 hours a day. Um, finding a legal state, if you can make a little trip, you know what I mean? Or connect with somebody in a legal state. Um, but yeah, you kind of got to gauge it based off what you want to do. A lot of people don't want to smoke. Just like we talked about with the beer and the alcohol, there's more of a leaning, you know, health-wise type of, uh, I guess, almost a zeitgeist, honestly. You know what I mean? And it's great to see. And that's mm-hmm. why you see the popularity of CBD and people really utilizing the plants mm-hmm. for medicinal purposes, you know? So that's fantastic. So based on, like you said, if you got insomnia yeah. or if you need like even a pick-me-up kind of thing to help your mood and whatnot. Uh, so you got indicas and sativas. Indicas are more like your sleepy time, you know, type of uh, strains. Uh, some people call it in the couch. You know what I mean? So, and then the sativas are more upbeat, more of a heady kind of high. And those are more your morning time type of cannabis where you can still be productive um, and whatnot. So, so yeah, it depends on the, the goals um, and the, I guess, risk averseness the person may have to smoking products and vapes and whatnot. Of course, you got all types of edibles and food and, you know what I mean, butter. You can cook with the stuff. So it's such a versatile uh, delivery methods available um, that it's really fantastic for anybody who wants to kind of experiment and explore a little bit. I will say that stuff is much stronger these days, I believe. So Mm -hmm. if I were to get specific, uh, something that's just, yeah, if I was to get specific about something that's just uh, a good happy consistent high there's a strain called jack herrera uh jack herrera is like a famous strain and it's been you know delivered in a lot by a lot of different i think brands and stuff yeah that's one of the best strains like ever and of course there's a whole world just how in beer and you know there's there's these rabbit holes all types of awards and cannabis cups and this and that and the history and the growers and you know what I'm saying? It's it's a big world as well. You know, and there's a lot of history and they had to deal with a lot of the prohibition mm-hmm. type stuff. You get into Humboldt County out in Cali. You know what I mean? There's like crazy stories about people just going for it and battling, you know, whoever. And it's, it's wild. So it's a fascinating industry. Oh. It has grown, obviously, exponentially. And now, you know, you can get whatever you want. You know what I mean? And you can dial it in. You can dial in exactly what you're looking for. Like you want to have happy dreams and sleep really deeply. Perfect. You know what I mean? Blue dream or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you can dial it in. There's, there's probably as many strains, maybe not as many as there's beers. 
because there's a lot of beers out there. But there's a lot yeah. of strains for different stuff, you know. So yeah. It seems so interesting. Um when you mentioned Vegas, I was like, oh yeah, I did go to a dispensary. And it was like it almost it to me, it looked like we were going to buy jewelry. It was everything was just so clean and so uh put together it's like and i still picked something but i still had to go to another door or another like little cubby to actually pick it up and uh to purchase it so it's really interesting and it was like it had a lounge where you could sit there if you wanted to you know smoke i guess in the lounge you could do that if you wanted to um so yeah they're beautiful really, really they're beautiful cool. yeah they're, they're really well done there's usually like an armed security person checking ids mm -hmm. um you know so you feel safe the staff is usually very knowledgeable and friendly yes. you know what i'm saying and they got everything you need in one spot and they'll educate you right there you know so so yeah it's a great experience the dispensaries um a lot of them have stepped up their game the product knowledge and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like super stoner. It's like intelligent stoner. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, you know what I mean? People yeah, have glazed it's, over. It's kind of classy. Like it's nice. It's not, it's, it's, not, nice. It's, not dirty, it's not dirty, like back, back alley kind no, of thing. It's not yeah. seedy at all. The experience is uh, much nicer. And that's what you pay for. You know, that's what, that's what the tag, Um, so let's see, I was going to ask you another question. Um, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Okay. My bad. Uh, no, I was just trying to finish a call was trying to come in and it, um, threw off the sound. Oh, uh, it clicked, clicked that no, on. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I was going to say in Boston, I was going to a dispensary that was a bank. It was a former bank. And can you imagine pulling up and oh, wow. Boston police is like ushering me in? Like, yeah, park right here. Come on in this way, sir. Mm -hmm. The Boston mm -hmm. PD. You know what I mean? Straight up and down. And on the way out, they're right there. Wow. I got my little brown paper bag. <laughs> I got my little little lunch bag of goodies. You know what I mean? It's, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. So yeah, it's, a, it's especially if you've seen it from the the former, you know. Or you got places that. Oh yeah, it's like oh wow, okay, that's worth that might be worth twenty bucks, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah. So anyway, really? you were gonna ask something. Yeah. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say because you were talking about Boston. So how floored are you by the different locations or the different cities that have um, cannabis is legal or at least um, as far as medicinal uses compared to other states? And how how close do you think Georgia is? Um, Georgia's probably a little ways away Okay. Um, from that. Right now in Georgia, what's happening is THCA, uh, Delta 9, Delta 8, the CBD, uh -huh. like vape stores and stuff. TACA is pretty like 
it's pretty darn close to it's about as close as you can get to regular cannabis okay and it's you know i've had a few uh pre-rolls from some of gibbs partners who you know he has a whole cbd line and um, so i got you know i've gotten to meet some of the the people that he works with on the cbd side and um they you know there was a shop um out in uh in hateville shout out to airport vapes out there mm-hmm. and um they had some taca which was fantastic you know it was great it was mm-hmm. and what i like about that stuff uh is that it's dialed in you're gonna get consistency you get you know the testing you know certificates and all that kind of stuff so at least there's a sense of you know that people are trying to follow a process in terms of keeping you safe and you know, because mm-hmm. these are just companies springing up and everybody got a backyard, you know what I mean, or whatever. It seems like it's putting product out. So you do have to be mindful and, you know, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You know, you got to be careful. Some of this mm-hmm. stuff is not regulated yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not FDA approved. Some of the stuff, you know. I read the labels. I check. You know what I mean? I check stuff out, and some of the stuff is just is a general approval, you know. So you have to be, you know, smart about that. You know, see, okay, that makes me nervous. It's gonna make you nervous because I don't know if if I look on. Careful. Well, see, because you're knowledgeable, so I'm like, what should I look at? And like, I'm re- everything looks like beep bop boop bop. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. uh. Cat Williams said, I want regular weed. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's mm-hmm. where some people are turning as well. They're like, just give me the regular weed. Like, I don't need, <laughs> you know. But, right. But yeah, no, you, you just, and that should go for everything. You know, that should go for everything. You know, I teach my daughter that all alcohol is poison, you know, because to a degree mm-hmm. it is. And I'm a label reader. I want to, you know, even if I'm taking poison, I want to know what it is at least a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And make a conscious decision to drink or partake, you know, partake in, you know, cigars or what have you, um, that we know there's a certain level of, you know, risk that comes with that. So everything in moderation and, you know what I'm saying, keeping our health first and all that stuff. So, so yeah, so I'm the type of person that, you know, you want to read, you want to you know, check stuff out, see where stuff comes from, you know, unless it comes from a trusted, you know, hand. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, yeah, so how, are, recently. so in, in that, how did we come about, because I'm going to switch gears as far as let's bring in beer into the conversation with big is it big gripper or is it big grip the artist that i worked with yes that is big gip oh i was totally wrong okay big gip i don't know why i was thinking something else okay yep so what what song is he famous Mm -hmm. for uh he's got a bunch of songs with goody mob they were all over like album yeah, they were like mm-hmm. all over that first album for Outcast. So they're like Dungeon Family, like that's the whole crew of gotcha. Dungeon Family. It's pretty much Outcast, Goody Mob, and then 
you know, out of Goody Mob, you got Cujo, Timo, Big Gip, um, which is actually his name. His name is Cameron Gip. You know what I'm saying? It's actually his family name. And then you have CeeLo as mm-hmm. well. So, and then you have Outkast and Dungeon Family and all that stuff. So, you know, you're talking about Atlanta legend. Um, it's bona fide. Yeah, yeah. Just a, they'll do. So they got a whole catalog of stuff from cell therapy um, to, you know what I mean? Just a gang of, of hits, uh, you know, for years. So, yeah. Cool. So how did that um, that relationship foster? How did how did that come about to get to you to this big gala that y'all had? Yeah, so it actually started out on the CBD side of things. So, you know, I also do like freelance marketing uh for different organizations and I had a contract with a CBD store in Sewanee and one of my partners Mm -hmm. in Atlanta who was actually right next door to get uh down off of Edgewood uh Ernie's in the cut you know shout out to to Ernie and my man Lurch who was like you know you need to talk to Gip because he got a CBD line since you're working at the CBD store you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. I went down on, on the Wednesday. They always have a kickback on the Wednesdays. It's a it's like a cultural event. You know what I mean? It's a small, you know, gathering of some really cool people. And the barbershop was set up. Um, there's like a DJ booth in the shop. And they'll have the different DJs through, you know, T-Rex and Ernie Spins. And different DJs will just come and hop on sometimes. And they'll have like a food vendor, and then right next door is Gipple set up the Zaga Bar with his Delta Nine non-alcoholic beverage. Because also along the lines of encouraging people to drink less, he did you know a Delta Nine product, which is basically mimicking a mixed drink with rum, tequila, vodka. There's all these different flavors, and then my man Norm, Mixmaster Norm. He um he runs the Zaga Bar, and he comes up with these fantastic recipes to deliver the Zaga, and then the Zaga gives you that nice little buzz, you know, like an edible. Yep. So it's a nice setup. Okay. So so yeah. So basically, uh, I went down and met Gip, and then we did an in store with the Zaga Bar, and he brought DJ JC, um, and we set that all up at the store in Sawana, right? And it was a nice event. I had posters printed up and different uh, like card stock type uh, flyers that he could autograph and stuff like that for people and just creating, you know, a nice, a nice atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity came Mm -hmm. up to do a beer, um, I went to him and he was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, so it was it was it was easier Mm -hmm. when I went to him. The next time, you know, especially with Down Home Brewing and Chris Reeves being from Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? So then, of course, we took a trip to the brewery mm-hmm. and him and Chris talked and, you know what I mean? They got on the Atlanta shit and it was great. We tasted like all the beers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And Gip is not a big drinker, so he was a little tipsy, you know what I mean? <laughs> he was a little tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> sample. 
he'll tell you himself. You know what I'm saying? He is not a big drinker. And um, so, but he still wanted to do something in the space, you know, and always being like a trendsetter type of dude and, you know, wanted to to do something cool like that. And it worked out. So, so yeah, that's, that's how the relationship really came about. And that's how we kind of kicked everything off. And it just seems like a, a, a wonderful epiphany to not have the regular old bottle share that y'all cleaned up. Y'all look sharp. I mean, y'all look really, really good. It was just, it just seemed like a time was had there at that event. Thank you. So, yeah. That is something that is very intentional. You know, I believe in like experiential marketing. And so any event that I do, I try to just cook up enough, you know, activity and things for people to do or just a format that, you know, is engaging. So mm-hmm. I've got the sneaker ball beer festival. I've got like the homecoming beer festival with the, like the mechanical bull and the inflatable, you know, games and stuff like that. And then there's like the park jam beer festival, which is like double Dutch and Duncan Rams and mm-hmm. come learn how to DJ, you know, like 10 turntables mm-hmm. with the DJ school and, you know, come do this graffiti, come spray this can on this wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, it's a very interactive, just how we saw the old school park jams, like basically a similar setup, but it's like a festival, you know, with beer and food and cannabis mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah. So it's uh, there, I had a few different designs. Originally, we were talking about doing it for Labor Day, but the timeline got pushed back. So I had to kind of readjust uh, the plan. And that's when I decided to do the sneaker ball since it was holiday time. You know what I mean? It just seemed mm-hmm. to fit. Uh, with the season and all that stuff so yeah it took care in trying to trying to make sure that it was something that people could enjoy from you know every aspect now i know that after um after the event you still had some merch your 404 uh 404 pack yep yep the goodie bag yeah pack uh that is the gift bag that that we did for our VIP guests and they were a hit. People really loved them. The bags were really great quality and stuff. Um, so they were printed, you know, with the logos and whatnot uh, and the QR code. And they were loaded up with mm. a four pack of the beer, uh, the commemorative cups, the T-shirt and three of Gibbs products, the Zaga and the goodie gummies, the good night gummies. And I think there was another, like a sleep night, night, you know what I mean? Something like that, like another product. So that was like my fundraiser type of like gift bag, you know? So, so yeah. So we're looking to continue to raise, you know, funds and, you know, continue the project. It's a long road ahead. It's Mm -hmm. just the beginning, you know, it's just the beginning of really like relaunching and, you know, it's different because, I've had different opportunities uh, over the years uh, to implement High Gravity Gardens, the group hub concept that I have, mm-hmm. and just the deals just just weren't weren't right, and different things you know happened, fell through, falling out with people, you know the whole you know the yeah. whole caboodle that we all go through, you know. So now just trying to build something from scratch intelligently, and 
it's it needs to be more like a commercial real estate business than just mm -hmm. a brewery project. You know, you talk to some people in other industries that are intelligent people who can make beer, who run, you know, companies and you know what I'm saying, who are like big intellects in mm -hmm. in their industries and stuff who can make beer, you know, but they'll tell you there's no money in beer. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And there really kind of isn't. It's really, you know, labor of love. And, you know, even at the highest levels, you know, it's still relatively modest compared to some of the other big beer companies, you know. And the average brewery, you know what I'm saying? And, like, the below average breweries, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it starts, getting, it starts getting tight. Well, this is a question that I was posing, uh, you know, last year, basically, especially seeing so many breweries closing. How do people keep the faith, especially those who ha still have that sparkle in their eyes because they're a brewery and planning and they're seeing five breweries, you know, places close here or three close there, but you still, you're trying to open up yours. How do you think people are keeping... I guess hope alive. Am I just, yeah, just I mean, how, how do you how do you do that? It's it is a tough road, you know, and anyone will tell you people who are still open, a lot of them are hanging on by a thread. You know, they still mm -hmm. hanging on from COVID, you know. So it's really tough in beer. The margins are really thin. And that is a question for the three-tier system. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because in order to access larger monies, you need to be in distribution. And going into distribution is pretty rough, you know, for a lot of a lot of people, you know, because the margins are even slimmer because then the distributor got to make money and the retailer has to make money. You know, and you understand that part of the business yeah. since you're a brand ambassador. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the margins are razor thin versus liquor because of the way you know, really the potency of it, you know, because you have to serve it in ounces versus like pints, right? Mm -hmm. So right. the cost per ounce or whatever is much, much higher in liquor. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that people who brew and people who have a vision, people who have an entrepreneurial heart, I think they're stubborn. I think they're stubborn. <laughs> I think they're very stubborn and they know what they know. You know what I mean? And they feel mm -hmm. what they feel and they pray how they pray and they work how they work. You know what I'm saying? And so the people that are still in it are the people that are still in it. And the people that ain't, are ain't. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know what I mean? The people who are out, are out. And I think myself, of course, it's a little discouraging uh, to see breweries close in general. But... um it also kind of proves and gives credence to some of the stuff I was saying, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. And that was in the way you needed to open up the market for who buys your beer and attends your, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. comes to your brewery. So the breweries that have a wider net are doing better. You know, breweries that either over leveraged or you know what I mean? I think it's, I think it comes down to finance, right? It comes down to how much debt did you take on, how are you structured, 
And if you're set up in a way where one little mistake can put you in the red for a long time, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to kind of evaluate what you're doing. And it's hard because there's some good breweries that are going through it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Good people. You know what I'm saying? Good people, great beer, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate to see it. But when you have a vision, you know that timing is everything. And, you know, for me, it's a matter of finishing something that I started. You know, it's a matter of doing it in a way that makes more sense to Mm -hmm. me. You know, I'd rather be like an owner-occupant with an anchor tenant, potentially, you know, in the form of a brew pub a nice big restaurant, you know, music mm-hmm. venue, um, something that'll last the test of time, you know, and can withstand uh, even, you know, another pandemic type situation. And that's why I believe that if you are, and this is my personal take and everybody can do what they do, but I think you need to buy the building. I think you need to purchase wherever you want your brewery to be. You know, mm-hmm. and if you're a brewer or you want to open a brewery, then you should be a commercial real estate developer. If you can do that, you can do this. And mm-hmm. I think that's the, the smartest way to go at it. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. That's the track that I'm trying to be on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and but it takes a lot of capital. You know, it takes a lot of capital. I got to raise two hundred and twenty thousand dollars just to get my foot in the game, you know, just to go be able to go get a big loan. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, and then you need a proper marketing budget. You need, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but everybody, everybody may not want to do it that way. Some people want more of a mom and pop type thing. You know, there's people making more money, honestly, just homebrewing and bootlegging their own stuff, just selling their own stuff on the side. You know, doing private parties. Yeah, I mean, that that does work. It does work because you don't have that that overhead, or especially with contract brewing, um, seeing like some places. Okay, well, we're going to help you out. We're going to contract brew brew your stuff, but ooh, you can a whole lot of beer out. You know what? We don't have as much time as we did before to, you know, to get your beer out because they get jealous. It's like, oh, your your shit is going out the door way more than stuff that we're doing. All of a sudden, oh, wow. you know, that's how they undercut you. And I've I've heard that happen um, more than once to people that you know are doing contract brewing. Um, Wow, and, that's news to me. I've never heard anything mm-hmm. like that, and that sucks. that sucks. Oh, it's 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 a, a micro beer aggression. Absolutely, it's real subtle. It's it you know it sounds legitimate, but when you think about it, like, mm, yeah, y'all trying to screw me over. And that's what I was hoping that there would be, you know, like with the thing that Marcus was planning on doing in Charlotte, 
that there will be a place for people to go and, uh, you know, do it, do contract brewing if that's what they needed to do before they actually got a place and uh, in a safe space, you know, quote unquote. But so, what is it? What is and this is Marcus Baskerville from Wedding yes. Souls, right? Yes, Wedding yes. Souls, love those guys. I haven't met them in person, but fantastic okay. crew, doing fantastic things. Um, so they, I thought, so I thought they opened like in the stadium in Charlotte. Oh, how, how was yeah. It? There's, there's, he was doing a lot of uh, big things. Um, as far as like having the beer in Charlotte. You know, he has it in San Antonio. In fact, that was one of my um, church announcements. They, because San Antonio is like maybe like five hours away from Dallas. They're just now getting to where they're um, doing distro to Dallas, which is a big thing because we would have to get people to come and you know, like ship us beer if he had like a big release or something because you couldn't mm-hmm. really get to it. Okay. But in Charlotte, yeah, he he had a deal, I believe, with the um, with the stadium, and they had the the other brewery in Charlotte as well. But he's pivoting; he's doing a pivot. Not sure how the you know the dust hasn't really settled as far as what he's planning on doing. But I know that he's um, looking for someone to buy that space or. Well, initially it was like to come and let's do business together, but I don't know if that is really happening. So they're just like getting someone to buy that space. And just like you're having the same, the same, like, okay, I need Mm $200,000 to even get my foot in the door, even with him. And it's, and I can see that can be in a, you know, the frustration, Hey, I want a loan. And you said you'd give me a loan, but you want me to have all this money to where, do I really need a loan? Because if I can get this, I can just wait and get the rest of it. Yeah. It's frustrating, you know, as far as like, I need to see this, but I mean, if, if I could do that, I wouldn't need a loan. Would I? Well, you're talking about big, you know, you're talking about big dollars, you know, you're talking oh, yeah. about like really millions um, of either, you know, like investor money or usually loans, you know what I mean? Usually like commercial commercial loans. So yeah, everybody's trying to figure it out. Um, so so what ended up happening over there? It's the dust hasn't settled yet. Okay. Dust has not settled yet. Not really sure where. Um, I know it's on the market, the building. Um, and so they didn't mm-hmm. secure the building. Oh no, they it was already there. But, no, no, was it theirs though? They didn't own it yet. Oh, you know, my my brain wants to say yes. Okay, but I'm not sure. I just know that the the part one of the partners is wanting to retire. He's like, hey, uh, I've been, doing, I've been yeah. doing this for a while, okay. and I'm 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 ready to you know I'm ready to jump ship. You're trying to cash out. Yeah, so they can't, you know. It's not a good time to cash out during expansion, but that's, you know. Hey, that's that's how it is. Getting up there in age. And that's 
and that's what I'm seeing the um, the couple of breweries that are having issues. They secured a second location, and then like there was one in in our city doing really really well, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna get it. We're gonna open another location on the other side of town." And it hadn't been like less than a month. They were asking for a GoFundMe. Wow. So like, Whoa, what happened? Yeah, it's an access to finance game. You know, that's really what mm -hmm. it comes down to. So I'm glad I saw funding on your agenda. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a big thing. I'm, I'm hoping... Um, Last month, we did a lot of had a lot of conversation about alternative funding. And um, one thing that I think that people are missing out on, and I'm gonna give you the name of this brewery to kind of is I guess I would say the poster child. It's mm -hmm. called Hot Plate. I can't think of where she's located, but um, no, I'm sorry, not Hot Plate. Um, Lady Justice. That's what it's called. Lady oh, yeah. Justice. I know Lady Justice. Okay. So Lady Justice is basically they it's like a um hybrid of for-profit and non-profit kind of thing where they're able to get their funding, some of their fundings that they're um acquiring for the money they're needing under the non-profit umbrella. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the like the Hello Alice or other alternative fundings where there's where you can partner with a nonprofit like being black and being black and craft media I have established as a nonprofit so okay. I could go in hand with say high gravity which is a for-profit and make something happen as far as like um, going in for a grant and writing in hey this is Fifty thousand dollars, and in the fifty thousand dollars, being being black and craft media will do some campaign as far as like posting or doing this commercial, and we're asking for two thousand dollars every quarter. Hmm. But you get the fifty thousand as long as it's embedded in that contract to give gotcha. the nonprofit some money. Okay. So, yeah. So it's out there. Interesting. You just yeah. have to kind of just grab it. But yeah, Lady Justice has done it, has has been very successful with using that. And I'm learning more and more of other avenues to get monies for Great, yo, that's good for them. That shout mm -hmm. out to them. Shout out to Lady Justice and uh Betsy. Uh, yeah, I was on a committee with her on craft beer professionals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. One of the groups. So, shout out to them. Yeah, congratulations on that. That actually just hit them up like last week, trying to find uh, a brewery in Nevada. Okay. Is, yeah, which is slim pickings. It sounds like. <laughs> But anyway, that's a whole lot. And see, you, see, you said that, and you, uh, uh, 
And see, Ash, I'm, I'm going to have to add her to the stage, see if she talk, because she is in Nevada, and she can give you a slew of stuff. I connected with Nevada. That's who, exactly who Lady Justice told me to holler at. Okay, okay. And, um, I had just met the crew during Crafted for Action. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, actually said Happy New Year, and, um, you know, we, we chatted a little bit um, with Ashley. Okay, so, cool. So, yeah. So we've identified a couple of, you know, potential candidates for some other stuff I'm working on out there. So perfect, 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 perfect. Very good. Yeah, well, um, I think we're about eight minutes before our time. But I guess one thing I want to because you mentioned it. So I wanted to see, are you going to be doing uh, Crafted for Action? Are you going to do a panel? Or are you going to be doing tech support again? I'll probably be doing tech support again, uh, most likely, and whatever other capacity I can be of yeah. service in. And um, I might do something. Yeah, it depends. You know what I'm saying? That's Jen's show. So mm -hmm. everything really has to conform to her vision. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and she wants everything to roll. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what she comes up with. You know what I'm saying? I know there's going to be some tweaks and, you know what I'm saying, some updates mm -hmm. and upgrades and all that stuff. I know that. So I'm I'm waiting to see like everyone else, you know, what, yeah. what she comes up with. I know it's gonna be fantastic. And we're yeah. gonna support it, you know what I mean? And work yeah. work with hard to to make sure her vision comes comes to fruition. Yeah, she just opened opened up as a Friday for submissions for people who want to do something virtually or in person. I'm gonna put put something out probably virtually. Because people need to get on it. You should mention it every show. Uh just before, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just let people yes. know they could come yes. talk their talk. You know what I'm saying? And we need, you know, the best of the best in the industry as usual to show up. It's I think it's been a fantastic growth um over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she had a big pivot from the boutique and all that stuff. So no, that's definitely the conference to support. And it's only gonna keep getting bigger. So yeah, it, it's we need good speakers who want to, you know, talk about whatever it is they want to talk about. Yeah, and it's not just beer because I did cigars yeah. and, and liquor, you yeah. know, we did cigars and um, spirit pairing. So it's anything and everything. If you put it out there, she's going to give you a yay or nay. Yeah. And then it'll be more, more, I think there'll be more stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and yeah. It's not limited really to anything um, other than, uh, excellence and both. Yeah. Come All right. Yeah. So, um, Ashley, I went ahead and added you to the stage. I didn't know if um, <laughs> you had any church announcements that you wanted to share with us before yes. you head out. It's yes. Nevada. Nevada. It oh is my a Spanish God. name. Are you getting you on me or what Both what of I you. Say? I'm what from the South. Say? I can't help it. Wait. By the time CBC comes around, you better have it right. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so Nevada is not correct. You're making it, it's a little too nasally. You need to give it some some flavor and let it roll Ooh. off your tongue. Can you, can Nevada. You Nevada. 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 Yes. 
Nevada. Yeah, that's, more, that's more New York than even the way I was saying in Nevada. I like that yes. even better. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm still in the dark. Nevada. 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 Also, the South is crazy like that. Yes. There's a place in Arkansas that it clearly says El Dorado, and they pronounce it El Dorado. Mm -hmm. El Dorado. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So, yeah, they'll change up on you for sure. Well, Lennox, I really appreciate you coming and talking with us. Thank you so much for sharing and giving us a good one on one during this January season. Um, as I was, actually, I was, uh, I had athletics, uh, my athletic beer here today and, uh, give, give, give dry a try or give January a try. I think it's give dry a try is their logo is their slogan right now for January. <laughs> give dry a try. Yes. Mm -mm, good. <laughs> We uh we can't say you know uh the other because it is uh it belongs to someone and I'm hoping that I get to talk to that gentleman as well to talk about um the history of dry January and how they uh got the name. So but other than that. Thank you so much. I hope to see yes. some new things that, that are coming up on the horizon. Yes. I hope that everything is going good with um, getting those funds and seeing what other what other new fundraisers you may be having that we can participate in as well as share with our audience. Yeah, for sure. I still have the custom gift bags for sale. Okay. Uh, they're on the website, highgrab.com, H-I-G-R-A-V dot com we'd appreciate any support uh you know penny nickel dime quarter everything everything you know counts and adds up and you can donate whatever amount you like uh right on the website you know it'll be like a stripe thing i believe um so yeah we're we appreciate everyone's support and are very grateful to the craft beer and cannabis communities for always showing love and pushing us forward and you know uplifting uh us every chance uh, y'all get. So I'm very thankful to you for sharing your platform with me. I would love to come back at a future date, you know, and give you an update and, and whatnot. Awesome. So, so yeah, thank you so much for, for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, again, thank you. And yeah, Ashley. Oh, you know, the man had me working extra today, so I had to show my face, even if it was for a couple of minutes. Well, I appreciate that as well. And thank you so much for everyone who uh, will listen to the replay and listen to the podcast. We're doing new things in 2024. And again, my name is Angie. I'm the Undeniable Vixen. And thank you for joining us for Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. And y'all have a great night. Peace. All right.